0: We will take to task the recovery society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth.
1: Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Addiction Solution. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sharon. And we wrote. With Stephen Slate, the Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape, the Treatment, and Recovery Trap. And we'll be having Stephen
0: on here in the next couple weeks. So stay tuned for that. We're very excited to talk with him about uh, MAT, which is Medicated Assisted Treatment or Therapies. Um, So... I also
1: want to mention that Michelle wrote this book, Freedom Model for the Family. And also, I want to tell everybody about the QR code right here. If you're on a PC, you can see what I'm pointing at. Um, and you can, uh, or on YouTube, if you're watching us on YouTube, that's, you can see that it's for
0: our move past addiction masterclass. We, we offer it once a week. We're going to be changing up the days here coming up throughout the fall because we have different stuff going on. Um, but keep looking for that to like the different days that we're going to have it. It's always at noontime and it's free.
1: Yeah, it's free. So we teach people how to move past an addiction, without meetings, without rehabs, without endless mat regimens, without all of the encumbrances of forever recovery. We get rid of all of that, all of it. <clears throat> now I'm gonna I'm gonna cough a little bit because I had uh, dark chocolate, super dark chocolate, and it's just. Drying my throat out,
0: (laughs) taking every bit of moisture. God,
1: (laughs) all right, it's delicious, but damn. Um, All right, so we're going to talk about something that's nuanced today. That's, but I think it's really, really important. It is. It is. Mark
0: and I actually were having this discussion this morning, and almost of a a debate because you know we agree on most everything, and um, sometimes, sometimes it takes some convincing with each other. We we have these debates every once in a while, and And Mark told me this morning, he doesn't like the term experiment. Like I've told people, I I say sometimes you have to run the experiment, whether it's the abstinence experiment or you're running the moderation experiment. um, Because I, I think sometimes there is a process of figuring out what you want, but Mark made a really great point this morning about it.
1: Yeah. So I, I think we agree that experimenting is a good thing. I don't think, uh, so I don't think we disagree on that. I don't think we really disagree on anything. We we, (laughs) we had to come to a consensus uh, and
0: well, uh, I had to understand your position.
1: Yeah. So I think that, um, here's where I think where the problem lies. The problem lies in our followers that, uh, tend, and we did a podcast on this part, tend to piecemeal. Um, understanding the freedom model, the research in the freedom model. So if you, if you don't understand all of the um, uh, content that we provide that debunks the mythology, anytime you run an experiment of moderation, you're going to fail and you're going to fail at it because you don't have the information to be able to have your positive drive, look at the new option that you're experimenting with and say, that's the one I want. right. that That offers me much greater benefit. Yeah, because you're running on old information. And the freedom model is the kind of thing where it depends, let me let me back up a little bit. It depends on the severity of the people's mythology beliefs. Yeah. So if you have if you're somebody that has um, never been to treatment, hasn't been to AA, um, and you have a basic understanding of the addiction recovery mythology from society. A lot of times that can be undone rather quickly because you might have three or four fundamental myths that need to be debunked and that gets done rather quickly. Right. And so you might be one of those people that can go into the book, read three chapters that are appropriate, that are very obvious to you from the table of contents, and then you fully debunk that. You get rid of quite easily, you get rid of the benefits, the false benefits that society has taught you and then moving on with moderation and abstinence becomes incredibly effortless and For easy sure. but if you're somebody like the people in our a lot of the people in our groups that will blindly run the experiment and read three chapters but they've lived in aa deeply they are they've gone to three treatment centers they have th- addiction therapists they have sponsors and they have family in aa my god If you don't read the whole damn book, you're going to struggle once, maybe more. Yeah. I mean, or or maybe you need the online program. Maybe you need the complete addiction solution that we offer where we go through the entire curriculum in two days in a in a massive reboot. Um, And we're we're doing that more now. We have a lot of people signing up for that. And that's let me tell you something. That's going to change the landscape because that's going to replace treatment. That model, in two days, in, in 48 hours, we can completely show people this entire book. Plus, plus the binge construct, plus life movements. Yeah. So now this isn't an ad. My point is, is that we're providing the services and you have to decide, do I just watch the podcast, read three chapters in the book for free, go to YouTube. And browse and be in the group and get over my problem, which you can do. Many people can. Yep. But you may be somebody who is deeply, deeply programmed and not have really the understanding just how deeply until you read the whole book, until you watch all the podcasts. You know, we have people that do all this varied stuff. My point is don't blindly run the experiment of moderation or abstinence and then fail at it and say, I don't know why I'm struggling. Well, I can tell you why you're struggling. Right. It's because you still believe the the perceived false benefits that you've been sold for a lifetime.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it, another way of looking at it, which we we talked about earlier too, was kicking the can, it, it, experimenting can be kicking the can down the road of really some people postpone or procrastinate really learning all of the information because because they want to hang on to their beliefs. They want to hang on to this
1: belief that getting drunk is the only thing that makes me feel good. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I'm going to further that that idea (laughs) with something that's maybe going to sound a little unpopular, but there are people that are just flat out lazy. Mm. You know, who just don't want to do the work necessary to debunk all this stuff, and and I think I'm not saying you are. I'm not talking to each individual out there. I don't know you, um, but what I'm saying is, you better identify that within yourself and say, really, why am I avoiding doing the work? Right. Is it because I want to keep the belief? Is it because it's easier to do so? Maybe I like the disease concept nonsense because it it makes it able so I could shirk my responsibilities of being a parent. Um, I know in my mother's case that's exactly what she did. She had twelve children, and she used the disease concept to bail. She yeah, just leave in recovery.
0: Yeah. So you know this. <laughs> I, I want to just digress for a minute. Where, where you know the recovery world is like, if you're if you're a heavy drinker, or you're a substance user, you can't be a good mom. Well, I've known plenty of moms that were terrible moms in recovery. My dad was not a good dad in recovery, you know, and, and so just the i just the the thought of drinking and drugging making you a bad parent is is really a misnomer, um, and it's just another way for the recovery world to make you feel like a piece of crap. Yeah. Um. So. But but going back to this idea that look at if you're somebody that's just plain lazy as Mark says, well you have be- you see benefits in that too. Yeah. So if yes. that's your habit, then maybe you have to look at that first.
1: Yeah. What are the benefits of laziness? I always tell tell people, uh, what are the benefits of depression? Yeah. What are the benefits of continuing your anxious thoughts, right? Perpetuating them and reinforcing them and focusing on them. What what are the benefits of looking at the world in a negative light? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so I had I had severe depression. I had two suicide attempts and I had massive, massive anxiety over the future because when I was a, a young boy, um, people would say to me, "Oh, it'll get better, right?" People would say this to me, and I had looked at my experience up until 18 years old, and I I had to say, "I don't believe you." Right? It, it hasn't. It's it, there. There are many times where it got worse, and so I had this really horrible victimization that was happening to me, and and to be honest, it just didn't get better. It got worse and worse and worse. So for me, when people would say those things, I I didn't believe them. So I had to I had to really literally pack my shit and leave my hometown and just embark on a completely different life on faith alone, you know, to move forward. And sometimes as individuals, we have to do that. Yeah. Sometimes you have to put the action before the
0: feeling, right? You have to just Go on the blind faith that it has to be better than it is right now.
1: Now, what's interesting about the action before the feeling is you actually put a feeling before the action before the feeling. So my God. Now I I (laughs) I want to go here because because some people will use this as an excuse as well. So like
0: rating right, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm I'm gonna dig into all these ideas deep. So when I made the decision to leave when you made the decision to sit in the garage at the Baldwin house, Mm -hmm. you had no reason to believe that it was going to get better. You're in the same house as where a lot of bad shit happened. Yeah. Right. Um, And you're, you're sitting there and you have almost no faith that the future is going to get better. You have a massive amount of reinforcing that's happened in your experience that shit is bad and it's going to continue to be bad. Yeah. And, and then people give you platitudes. No, it'll get better. And you're like, and I
0: had stopped the one thing that, that I, I hated also, but felt like was the only only thing that that gave me some modicum of happiness in my life. Right. I had stopped my drinking and drugging.
1: So here you are in this moment of faith where you say to yourself, uh, put the action before the feeling, but really there's a quiet little, it doesn't take much for the positive drive to grab a hold and jettison you forward and make you evolve in a much more positive direction. And sometimes it's the thought of, I'm just going to pack my shit and leave in my case. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm just going to get out there, go to a street corner in Troy and start my life over. That thought, although scary in the aggregate of that thought was it's better than what I'm doing. Right. It was a tiny, my life was here way down low and it was right here. Yeah. And, and getting high was down here. They were all really close, which is what a difficult decision is. When people That's say, right. What is a difficult decision? It is when the benefits of each decision are a race or are a, are a, a horse nose race. Yeah, they're, they're race. neck and neck. Yeah, they're neck and neck, a horse nose race. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're, you're just neck and neck, and one can pop up and one can do that. But what, what changes that? And here's what's awesome is if you understand in the the realm of drug use habits, if you learn the freedom model, it goes up here because the benefits of a reality of debunking the old idea is you debunk all the mythology that this drug is awesome. And what happens? It goes down. It does. It goes down. You don't even have to do much. Do you see how this one stayed the same? Yeah,
0: you just learn the information.
1: Just by learning the freedom model, you are devaluing that. And then moderation and abstinence, you don't even have to change your perception of it. You may think that moderation and abstinence is going to kind of, eh, That's where I was. Oh, me too, like, for sure. Like, fuck, my life is like, now this mundane.
0: Well, we didn't even have the moderation option at the right, time. It right, was like, right. I, we, you know, we were told it was either out of control, substance use, or- total like, like abstinence, like you're some kind of like, I don't know, (laughs) uh, perfect person or something. Yeah.
1: So, so with the freedom model, as you debunk the drug mythology, you're taking the value of your old perceptions of drugs and alcohol and the benefits and you knock them down. Yeah. Then moderation and abstinence, they haven't moved because you think your life is basically over, right? Yeah, You you do. But, but Your life basically over. At least you don't have this anymore. Right now, so then you have something to work from. Then you say, "Okay, all right. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna moderate my use because I no longer believe in all this." Right? It's now the value of that is way down here. You've devalued the drug. Bigs chapter seventeen through twenty-one. All the chapters, all of it. You you beat everything up. You've challenged everything. You've done the work and you've devalued it. But you haven't changed anything else now. Now, all you have to do is little things, and your life just keeps going up steps because the value of drugs remains devalued. Once you know the truth, it's the truth, is the truth, is the truth. You can't unring that bell. You can't now say, Oh, no, heroin is my answer because you know the truth that it never was. Right. right. Now, if you now, here we are where you're in that, you're at, you know, on the Facebook group and you're struggling, right? And you mindlessly, experiment, but you keep the value of the drug where it is. All right. And then you experiment and you find, is moderation better? Well, no, because it's not because the value of the drug. So moderation goes down here. The value of the drug and heavy use goes up because you kept, you didn't mindfully Change your perception of the drug. You actually will enhance it. So you moderate and you don't even like it because you say, No, heavy use. I want all these benefits. Then you fail at moderation, which now you just knock moderation way down and you increase the value of the drug because yeah. you keep that sucker alive. You keep the lie alive, and that is that drugs have magical powers. So, so then you hit it heavy. And moderation goes way down here. You feel like a failure, you're, that whole thing. The value of the drug goes up. Feeling like a failure, you keep this intact. You keep that value intact. That's right Now the drug is your answer for failing. Yes. And then it becomes the answer for everything.
0: And then you think, oh, see, this freedom model is bullshit. Right.
1: And now the drug is way up here because you have just reinforced everything. So that, that, that's, that's a no winner, man yeah that and that's all based on mythology unfortunately
0: well and, and so this is the other part of this discussion that Mark and I had this morning, and that was so you like this thing, you know you and and i I always kind of compare it to food because people get their their preferences for different foods, right and they and they have and and there's this idea that if I like something, I'm always going to like it. Or if I don't like something, I'm always not going to like it, right? But there's a difference between liking something. I like the taste of wine. Um, I don't typically like to have more than one glass of it, okay? There was a time when I loved intoxication. I don't like it now. So So there's this idea that you'll always like the things that you like. And it's not true. We change our preference for things all the time based on learning. That's right. Like if you're open to the process of learning new things, learning new things about the things you like, there was a time when I, you know, loved a a bag of French fries from five guys. Right. Right. I don't now. I don't like it now. I don't for many, many reasons. And with the knowledge that I learned, I actually, the taste of it isn't the same as it used to be for me. Absolutely. You know, like, like I, I went out to breakfast this morning with a group of people. It was great. And everybody's getting like these wonderful big stacks of pancakes with chocolate chips and fruit and stuff all over it. And I had my egg white omelet, which I always have, which I literally love better there was a time when I would have loved a stack of pancakes. Um, but I don't even like the taste of it much anymore because I don't want my blood sugar to go through the roof. I don't want to have to take a nap after breakfast. Um, and I like, I prefer the taste of egg white omelet, you know, so through, and I only did that through knowledge.
1: That's I, uh, can I jump in there? Yeah. So knowledge, knowledge is your mind. And as your positive drive will propel you forward, no matter what you do, and you're going to win within your mind, you're going to win and attach to things no matter what you may attach yourself and win at being depressed. You may win yeah. at being an addict, right. And taking on that identity. That's a win because a positive drive doesn't know loss. It just says, we're going to move forward. This is forward. what you want. This is what this you want. We're going to do this is where we're going. And 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 you're driven by that. Now the positive isn't another mind. It's just how you're motivated. You're motivated for benefits, right? So so the only way to move past an addiction is by learning. There yeah. is it is an internal process. There is no drugs. There is no Vivitrol isn't going to change your mind for you, folks. You know, Suboxone isn't going to come in and change your desires and change the way you think heroin benefits you. Do you see? It's just going to physically make things difficult, right? Right. So, so, so there's a big difference between the physical and the mental. So if you're not challenging the benefits of, of what you believe within your mind, in other words, if you don't learn more about this thing in your life, you're gonna you're gonna go back and do the same thing over and over. Last thing I want to say quickly is, earlier I was giving analogy with my hands, and it occurred to me that people that are listening aren't going to see that. So go onto YouTube and watch because I was doing levels. Oh, he with was my doing hands. levels
0: with his hands. I, I didn't yeah, realize yeah, that. Yeah, we we forget now now that we're we're, we're a, video. a video too. We take that for granted because we can see ourselves yeah. um, on the video. Well, when Mark was talking, I I what I was thinking was so when I say on these, on these podcasts. And when we say in our lessons on the online program, you know, run experiments, what we mean by that is you take your learning, what you're learning in the freedom model. And then as you, you know, you, maybe you're not quite sure what you prefer at this point, as you go, you know, and have a drinking episode or substance use episode or whatever behavior you're doing. Be mindful while you're doing it and really test out what you believe about it because it becomes totally self evident when you become mindful. And we we did that. Yeah. You know, that's how we learned a lot of stuff. Now we were abstinent for a really long time. And, but when I went back to substance use, I had to learn. The, that the things that I was reading were actually true. And yeah. so you we mean did in, the that model. In, in the freedom model. In the freedom model. Yeah. Well, the things that we learned all those years.
1: Yeah, to debunk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like because we, we didn't yes. we didn't have the experience. I, you know, I when I was absent all those years, even when I went back to where I was like, okay, I have to I have to drink again because I have to debunk things internally.
1: Yeah. So she brings up a good point and, and it's a nuance that I think is important to, to highlight. And that is, I'm not saying that it has to be black and white where you have to read the whole book. And I think I, I explained that adequately in the beginning. I think there's, there are people who are going to have to go out there and try it. And maybe some of you need to fail because that's your, the way you do things, that's the, way the way you, way you problem solve. I was the kind of person that did a lot of that, and mm, but as I've gotten older, I don't do it as much because it's painful. Um, me too. So I, what I found is that I would rather get as much information up front um, and really, really understand what the hell I'm getting into before I go embarking on on something that could potentially hurt me. Um, and if I were going skydiving, I most certainly would want. A teacher to do that, you know, and, you know, or if I was going to race motocross again in the vet class. I'd, and I haven't raced now in 25 years, I would probably want to talk to some of the guys in the pits and say, what are they running? You know, how's this working? Can I ride on practice day on open practice day? You know, and in the old days I'd Mm. hop on a KX 500 and let it rip and break my leg. And that was that. (laughs) And then I'd say, well, I I guess I need to adjust a little bit. You know,
0: we we, do know, as you get older, (laughs) um, (laughs) running those kinds of experiments is (laughs) is definitely has I like much higher risk.
1: Yeah, and this and this uh, quote-unquote addiction game or or the substance use game is a pretty volatile game. It sure is. It's 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 very destructive. Um, you know when Alan Carr does a uh, he does the cessation and he's probably the he's dead now, but um, his program is probably one of the best for for getting rid of cessation se- yeah, uh, smoking. smoking, and. And when you do a seminar, they have smoke breaks. And I look at that, and and what they do predominantly in their seminars is they challenge the benefits. Right. It's experiential yeah. learning. Yes. And he's like, Don't don't even try to quit smoking right now. All we're doing is is looking to see if, Brilliant. if, if you're getting the benefits you believe you're getting from smoking. And now smoking's a kind of a cut and dry thing because. Um, it's pretty obvious that there aren't any, and the the benefits are so small and they're very culturally driven and marketing driven. You know, Mm. it relaxes me. It it gives my hands something to do. It, it, it gives me a break, whatever. Um, and people pretty much know that it's farcical that, that they're just playing a game and, and, and that's why it's the most as an aggregate, the most quit substance for sure. So. But with drinking and drugging, we have this active placebo effect, and that is that we get a real physical sensation in our bodies that can be long-lasting. Yeah. It's not just a few a few minutes with nicotine. So – and the belief system behind it is profoundly religious. Oh, my gosh. Um, and the mythology is deeply religious. And you it's –
0: highly reinforced in marketing.
1: Yeah. Like it's a religion. Oh so,
0: yeah. It's, it's it right down like even pharmaceuticals now is the the marketing behind pharmaceuticals is, I mean, they spend billions. I think it's, I,
1: I, I have to, I have to point out we're, we're going down the pharmaceutical road with, with quote unquote addiction medicine. It, to me, it's so so obvious what a failing this is going to be. Um, because a drug is a drug is a drug. They all do one thing very good and that's affect the body tissues, right? They do nothing to change your beliefs, nothing to change your beliefs. So if you believe that Vivitrol or naltrexone or Suboxone will help you. It will. That's called an active placebo. If you believe that they won't, they won't. If you believe somewhere in the middle, it'll be somewhere in the middle. Um, it may help you for a little while and then all of a sudden until it doesn't. Right. So, so, but the active placebo with that drug is that for instance, naltrexone or vidra, I, I can't get drunk or high anymore. Right. Um, I can't feel the physical sensation, but it didn't take away your desire. The beliefs that drive your desire,
0: exactly. It
1: never touched them. It never had anything to do with them. so so I, I have the analogy in the book of the NASCAR driver. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. um but but these, but these ideas that we can force people to stop drinking and drugging based on making them feel one way or the other physically is laughable because the whole game of addiction, is based on your beliefs of magic. Yeah. That they are a mental elixir and that it makes life better, that it makes the party better, it makes you relax, it takes anxiety away. These are all objects of the mind, of the metaphysical mind. So these drugs they can't do that. So so it's really unfortunate that we're going down a path where we're taking drugs to stop taking drugs and that they've made people believe this shit. It's yeah. remarkable marketing.
0: Well, it really is. I mean, but it all started in the mental health world too. Um, that, that there is a drug that can make you happy when you're, when you're depressed and that there are drugs that can, if you ha- are an- have, anxiety ridden, um, that there are drugs that can remove your anxiety. Well, you know, if you, if, if you lose someone, I, I, I always think it's, it's a, tra- a tragic thing. I, I interviewed, um, Dr. Alan Francis. I, I had a, Uh, I had a blog talk radio show more than 10 years ago now, and I interviewed some phenomenal researchers. Um, Dr. Alan Francis was the he was the chairperson for the DSM right through four revision. And that's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual here in the US of mental health disorders, right? And, and, you know, he, he ended up writing this book called Saving Normal, which was basically, he ended up being a whistleblower against his own movement, which was the clinicalization of every kind of emotion you can imagine so that there could be diagnostic codes and we could prescribe drugs for them. Right. And I can remember specifically talking to him about, um, you know, now people, if you lose somebody close to you, you're going to be prescribed medications um, so that you don't have to feel sad.
1: Yeah. And
0: I mean, like how, how am I not, how am I not going to feel sad when I lose a parent or a child, how like, it's not going to change my mind about it. Right. You know, it may like deaden things a little bit, make me feel a little more dead inside maybe like, but it's it, but it's not going to make me think that this tragedy is okay.
1: It's not going to make the death of a loved one fun. No. Or, meaningless or meaningless. Or, you're going to
0: deal with these things the way you deal with them
1: one way or the other.
0: Yeah. You're, you're going
1: to, and could, because the mind, and I'm going to say something, the mind will supersede a buzz and it yep. will also supersede an antidepressant. It will supersede a benzodiazepine high. It will supersede the physical. Yeah. It will find a way to make sure because the mind runs things. And so what, what, the, what the pharmaceutical companies have done a masterful job of is they conflate mind and brain and body, and right. they make it one. Yeah. They make it a homogenous one. we just one.
0: talked about in the last podcast That's episode. That's right.
1: And so by doing that, they, they, they make it sound like their drug changes your mind for you and makes life easy or fixes your depression or fixes when depression and anxiety are your perceptions of situations that can be changed internally at will. Yep, they're a product of the mind, that's, of your mind, which you have control over. That's right. How you interpret events, which can change. So, so it, there's a war going on, a culture war, and that is: Are you a minion of your biology, or are you in control of your own destiny and mind? And the freedom model and the research shows it over and over that it does. You're a thinking creature with free will, and for God's sakes, use that. Now, I think so. Yeah, run the experiment. Um, with knowledge, but with knowledge and get all the information, do not feel like a failure. You are, you are never failing. You are always winning at what you want. I want you to, this is really important. You are always winning at what you actually want. Your actions belie your personal truth. Now it may be fucking destructive. You're winning at killing yourself. Okay. That may be what you're doing. I did that for six years and then I struggled for 10 after that to undo all of that. So I was winning because I had poor knowledge. I had a knowledge base that was incorrect, which can only hurt me. And I watched thousands and I've watched tens of thousands as Michelle has win at mythology. Yes. Win at living their lives according to lies. If you want your life to be really shitty, like mine was, and be depressed and suicidal, well, then live your life by a bunch of lies or information from marketing campaigns that make drugs seem magical when they can't be, and and then you're left with nothing. You're left with a lie. Your whole life becomes an exercise in futility.
0: Now, it it just kind of popped into my head that some of our listeners are going to think that they're going to be frightened and scared and depressed that okay so you're saying that there's no drugs that can help me and i'm super down and i'm super depressed and and the only thing that has ever seemed to help me is these substances we were know that we were both there and and the yep, key we to getting past that is to take a minute and open your mind to the possibility that holy shit I'm in control. And this is incredibly great news because yes, all I have to do is change my perspective. All I have to do is get some knowledge and learn that I can create a happier life for myself, that the happiness is is already there. It's there. It's within my reach. I just have to learn how to to access it.
1: Yeah. You make a great point. So- I don't want to make this sound like it's some sort of easy path. Sometimes my path was anything but easy Me too. Um, but there does come a crossover point where the knowledge of truth about how ineffective drugs really are at taking care of our emotional lives. And when you, when, when the knowledge of truth about that piles up deeply enough, you will effortlessly yes. let go of, of a pile of lies in exchange for the truth that I am this empowered being from birth, that I have autonomy, that I have free will, that I have a positive drive that's trying to push me to other benefits. I used to think that drugs were beneficial in this way, but I found out that that was a lie. Okay. Okay. And I know that that can be disenchanting and, and, and a struggle at first because your best friend just got taken from you and, 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 But you know what? Sometimes, have you ever had a friend that really wasn't a friend? Mm -hmm. And then one day you realize that maybe for 20 years you were a friend with somebody that didn't have your best interest and you let go and you were free or five years or one year even. And so the point is what you're going to move on to with the truth is easier, better, more efficient in your life opens resources to your money and emotional value time, 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 the most precious of all resources, the most unrenewable one of all, you're going to get more of it back. You're going to get all kinds of these massive benefits in exchange for letting go of a a series of lies. That's what this book does. Now, if you don't learn good with a book, for God's sakes, get the online program. Go to our masterclass. We'll chop the price in half if you go to the masterclass because it sets up. We, we have figured out how to help somebody the most efficient way. Go to the masterclass. Get the online program. It's 225 bucks. For God's sakes, it's over 100 video tutorials on this subject. We can debunk the whole thing for you, and you can do it at your, at home on your schedule. In a couple
0: of weeks if you really dug down and like
1: watch them all. And then if you need a couple of coaching sessions along the way, you can buy them. At the bottom of every lesson, you can click and say, I want a coaching lesson on this, and then boom, it's done. Yeah, you
0: get to have a 90-minute discussion.
1: On with, that topic. with a
0: with a certified co freedom model coach on that specific topic, it's pretty phenomenal.
1: And if you go to the masterclass, you get twenty percent off of that. Now, let's say you're as screwed up as me and Michelle were, <laughs> 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 then what you're gonna do is go to the complete addiction solution program, and that's the two days you come up here and you get taught by so us So you
0: spend two days with us like it actually ends up being closer to three days because, because you're going to come in the day before usually, and then leave the day after. Um, and, and, you know, we're going to, we're going to be talking the whole time. And then after you leave, you do, you get to go back to your life, right? Kind of now you've got all the knowledge. Now you're going to figure that you could go through the process of figuring things out. Now, some people, Won't need that. They'll be like, oh no, this is all right in the money. I'm good. Um, but you'll get three coaching sessions in the weeks that follow so that you can start applying things, running those informed experiments. Yes, informed experiments. That's how
1: we'll say it from now on. Informed experiments.
0: Informed experiments. So it's it's so you're going through the experiential learning. And then you get to discuss it with a coach, right? And then you get a whole year of the online program, which means that every single month you get to talk with the two of us in a two hour uh, coaching session as well as watching all the videos. So so as you go back to your life and you've got you're bombarded with the magic and all the media. You're bombarded with the addiction disease propaganda everywhere and maybe with family and friends who aren't sure really what the heck you're doing. Um You get to be reinforced watching those videos whenever you need to sit down and be like, I need some sanity, right? So you get to do that for an entire year. And most people aren't going to need that. They maybe will, will need two or three months and then you'll be so- solid in what you know you want that it becomes effortless it really does just like us it
1: does it does so i want to end with um one one last thought and that is i know that michelle and i have been very intense in the last two podcasts because this is in response to watching people out there get learn the freedom model in pieces And peace, piecemealing it. Uh, Yeah. And we did a podcast on piecemealing. It really started then in probably the last five podcasts. We've been very intense and and we've been developing solutions for people based on exactly what the needs are. So we're listening to you. Yes. We're, we're making it so that you don't have to struggle. I don't want people going through what I went through. For me, it was, it was years. More, well, it was decades. Since yeah. you and I were little kids in the cult of Alcoholics Anonymous till we were in our early 30s. That's right. It was a it was a horrible struggle, but we wrote this for you. Yeah. You don't have to struggle. And I do videos on TikTok every day, one minute little videos and little monologues. It does.
0: I I try to, but I have to do a lot of the other administrative behind the scenes stuff. So I
1: don't have as much time. Yeah. So so look at it, if it's if it's a case where you're trying to save money, man. Just get the masterclass and the online program for 225 bucks. It's it we teach this to you in video form. Yeah. You don't have to struggle, and
0: you get to talk to us once a month. Yeah, so it it is, it is absolutely, and the masterclass itself has some great information for you as well. Oh yeah, and that's free.
1: Yep it's going so, to frame it out for you.
0: So if you're not watching and you want the, the, the master class, you can go right to the freedommodel.org. There's this annoying pop-up that happens when you go there, yeah. but the pop-up itself will take you right to register for the master
1: class. Yeah. Just click on it. And so, and, and
0: also there. on that homepage is all of our different products are right there on that homepage for you to,
1: if you're, work. if you're really in trouble, yeah, and you need to get help. away and you're thinking about going to rehab, stop. Yeah, no Do need not for rehab. Do not spend $30,000 or $15,000 in co-pays with your insurance to learn that you're a sick, lost person because that's all they're going to teach yeah, you. And
0: all you're going to be doing is paying a top dollar to go to AA meetings.
1: Yeah, a, a really bad vacation.
0: Yeah, it's
1: a really bad vacation. <laughs> um, no,
0: it's not needed.
1: Yeah, just come and see us for two days, learn this whole thing with us together, and uh, change your life. Yeah. Thanks
0: everybody. everybody. We hope you have a great week.
1: All right. Take care, everyone.
0: Learn how you can solve your addiction for good without steps, meetings, rehabs, and endless mat regimens, and then move on with your life as a free and empowered person. Learn how by enrolling in our free one-hour Move Past Addiction Masterclass. To enroll in this free class, click the link provided or go to thefreedommodel.org. And when you attend our free masterclass, you'll get 50% off the Freedom Model online program, And now 20% off our private coaching program as well. See you at the masterclass.